welcome to episode 24 of Three Beers in a Movie. I am Richard Laird. Today I'm joined by Colin McKay and Mario. And we also have here who might pitch in a few things. Briefly, Andy and Crystal. Hey! <laughs> he is on mic finally. Um, one more thing at the Raven upstairs, the Raven, so it's very quiet today. Very, 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 very quiet. Echoey, echoey quiet, shit, yeah. Um, yeah. What are you drinking today, Colin? Um, I'm drinking uh, Crisavici, which is an Italian beer. Which is not an Italian beer at all. <laughs> Imported via Czechoslovakia. I think made, brewed, and everything in the Czech Republic for sure. And Crisavici, which is an Italian Czech beer. It's not Italian Czech at all. <laughs> is it nice out of interest? It actually is, I'm enjoying it. Enjoying it, um, it looks fizzy, which is what you want yeah, in your beer. Yeah, it is, it's fizzy and it's kind of nice amber coloured uh, as well. And it's it's a tasty beer, so I don't know who brews it. Um, some Italian company. I mean, fuck <laughs> off. I don't know who they are. what are you drinking today? Yeah, it's a classic, nice and simple, punk IPA. Because you got all scared at the bar and didn't know what to pick. Yeah, because yeah. the guy was staking up. <laughs> you know, the, guy, the guy was coming on to the bar and it was like a... He picked the first thing that he recognised yeah. and he threw that, his name that out. That looked like an alcoholic <laughs> if I had the spirit <laughs> spray. <laughs> and Victor, what are you drinking? I am drinking, what am I not drinking? Uh, first of all, problems. Uh, from Stuart Brewery, which I really like. Which you do. You I drink a lot, yeah. I love it. Um, Andy, what are you drinking? Unlike my brother, I've went Polish, I've went Krasovis, <laughs> which is Polish. He's got the same Krasovici, strangely enough. We all are. It's Czech though. It fucking says it on the glass. It's Czech. The glass is made in Czech in the back. It's fucking Czech. Was that the cheapest thing on offer? The glass is made in China, but yeah. No, it wasn't the cheapest, actually. Was it not the cheapest? Dark Skies is the cheapest. You're not having that again, no. No, Christmas paint, so. We could have ended we wanted, yeah, we could have ended we wanted. So, we're going to talk about a few films now. We're going to jump on to the main one first so that. Gents can get picking up because they're going to go see it again. Just before we do that, I'm getting fucking wise to this shit now. Right. So, what I'm going to do is usually about the time everyone's left is when we say, Here's where you can find us. Right, okay. So, what I'm going to do is now you're all fucking listening. You can do it, that's right. Here's where you can find us, you fuckers. So, you can find us at number three beers in the movie on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And uh, email is at number three beers in the movie um, at gmail.com. So, give us a wee review, a wee like, let us know. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, we're on Instagram. Yeah. So it's not just for penis pictures. pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 all good podcasts need pictures. Yeah. 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 It's not pictures of us, which we've been ridiculous. So, so that, that's where you can find us. Just a wee review, a wee like, let us know if we're good, bad, ugly, or if you're indifferent to us. Just let us know if something, because no one ever talks to us. And people do talk to us. People talk to us. People, people do talk to us. I've had feedback. I'm still waiting for that yeah. email. I've not had one fucking email yet. We cover everything so well, people don't need to. First person to send an email gets a mention on the podcast I'm sure everyone's excited by that. You know? well, I'm drumming up interest. Okay, yeah. how, how the hell can I do Christmas now? How can I top that? <laughs> just maybe even invite you along, buy your beer, stuff, a duck, not a duchy, and just, you know, you can join in. Anyway, can we, go to, can we go to the films now? Yeah, we can go to the films. Okay, so we'll talk about albums later on, but the main film out this week was The Justice League. The ju- is it The Justice League? No, I think it's just Justice League. League. I think it's just Justice, Justice League, League. Justice League. yeah. Justice League. Uh, directed by, well, credited as Zack Snyder. Yeah. But... Josh Whedon obviously was brought in, brought in when there was um, I some. He was credited as a screenwriter, yeah, yeah, not as a director. Yeah, he's only done twenty percent. So. But he's heavily involved in the direction as well yeah. due to some other things that are going on. Um, and well, yeah, just the plot of this one follows on from. Uh, Batman v Superman. Batman, yeah. Superman is still dead. Dawn of Justice. Yes. Dead Dawn of Justice. Batman I must have I mean, missed that. Yeah, so yeah. Superman is still dead from Batman v Superman. Spoilers. Just, just, um, just 
to unspoil the spoilers, Henry Cavill is setting credit in Yes, yeah, yeah. that also, and yeah. heavily promoting it and, and, and all the promotional material. Yeah, so. Pretty much the worst kept secret. Yeah. 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 Also, is it really a spoiler? Because the whole entire first bit of the movie kicks off with that. Yeah. We're already yeah. dead. Yes. Right. So, so, there's no comeback though. But to being dead, there is. No, um, really, resurrection, my friend. Jesus, Jesus done it long before. So and the Bible right? did. <laughs> the Bible. He didn't need a box either. Should I Jesus or Superman? Dropped in Cosmo Robinson. No. Oh, Paul Daniels. <laughs> 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 no. Nope. So there's a famous. No one knows he came back for most of the films. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure Paul Daniels is still dead. Nothing happened. Oh, man. I miss Paul. Right. Superman's dead. Superman is still dead, but there is a threat coming from. Oh, it's another dimension? Yes. Yeah. 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 Technically, yeah. the comics, the planet would be Apocalypse. No, okay. it's not. It's not there. Is it? No. It's Apocalypse. It's Apocalypse. So that's where Darkseed yeah. comes from, so that's where Parademons would come from. Yeah, yeah. Google it, my friend. So, there's, anyway, there's a, <laughs> there's a threat comes through a different dimension. A big threat comes through. Batman then has to unite the other members of the Justice League. You know. unite, unite the seven. Think about that one. It's only seven. fucking six. Exactly. Uniting the exactly. Justice League. No, it's United Seven was the top of the seven seas. You're twatting the poster. No, it wasn't. Yes, it fucking was. A no, seven season. He's rolling seven seas. There's also a seventh member. Think about it. Come on. Okay. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Batman's got to unite all the members of the Justice League into one Justice League in order to fight this external threat. Correct. That's basically the plot of the film. That's pretty much it. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah. much the plot of the film. Yeah. We're in the room. Paul, did you like the film? Um. Yeah. No. Um. Didn't dislike it. It was better than I thought it was going to be because I was going to expecting if I can watch, I don't know what, to watch comedy or something like that, it's fucking terrible. Um, but no, I, I actually came out pleasantly surprised and I'll go into why in a wee minute, Barry. Yeah, I actually liked it. I thought it had a much better pace than uh, Suicide Squad. I thought everyone got their own individual build-up time, which I thought was really good. So yeah, uh, I'm leaning more towards I quite liked it. Enjoyed it, okay. Andy, Andy, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it? Did I enjoy it? That's a tough one. Do you know what? I wanted to enjoy it more as a Justice League movie, and I've definitely done better than Dawn of Justice, but would I say it's a good Justice League movie? No. Would I say it's better than any other pile of shit they've put their name to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gilby, did you like it? No, it's the animated stuff. I like the animated stuff. You do like animated stuff, don't you? No, it's like the DC animated stuff is better. Although the last, the last few I've seen have been a bit ropey, the animated ones. Yeah, but yeah, the, there's kind of... Yeah, that weird Batman one we've seen with the 60s vibe and all that. Mm, yeah. I like that one, I thought yeah, it was Not that one, there's another one after that again. It's the face one. Yeah, Harlequin, Batman, Harlequin, yeah. Meh. And Richard, did you like it? I did not. You did not? No, I That's what I mean, they had the weird dancing scene. Oh, no, the other one, the first one. Oh, no, the one that had the weird dances, you know, that one was good. Right, okay. Overall, I liked it, but there was a couple of stuff. Wait a minute, don't, don't, no, don't fucking stonewall this. See that again? I did not like it. Why not? <laughs> Why did I not like it? Yeah. So g- give me your fucking tear it and you answer. Go on. I'm not, I'm not going to tear it and you answer. It's not an awful movie. Tera it's not Batman v Superman awful, and it's Tera not Suicide Squad also awful. Um, Suicide Squad, like Suicide Squad. Fuck no, Suicide Squad is one of the worst things I've seen on the screen. It's rushed and... In the trailer, it makes it look like the Joker's got a large part in it, and he's in it. He's an awful yeah, Joker. Did. I think editing was yeah, the enemy of that movie. Yeah. You can see there's a better movie in there, but mm. it just got... Suicide Squad. The director's cut does make it a better movie. That isn't. Yeah. There's no director's cut of Suicide Squad. No, no, the director's cut of BVS. Uh-huh. Yeah. If there was a director's cut, it would make it better. <laughs> yeah. Well, Suicide Squad. Not to get bogged down by that. I didn't like the fact it had like the same intro four times. Oh, yeah. Like introduced yeah. the dead shit. Like, like that's shit storytelling. Yeah, anyway, on to Justice League. Oh, why do I not like it? Um, I think there's a lot of times you see the problem with the two directors. 
you can literally see the moments where the director's been brought on to do reshoots, and that's a problem. It, the tone of the, the Snyder's tone is different from Whedon's tone. Do you think that's disrespectful that Whedon done that? No, I think Whedon's got his own style, and I think he's trying. And he was. But tasked. should he have set that aside to? To respect no, I think, he was, I think he was tasked in order to lighten the tone of the film. Right. I think the film was probably too dark, and that's something that the studio wanted to try and get away from and try and get into more Avengers type. Not only that, but the hench was obviously no Whedon's tone, so uh-huh. they didn't want. They wanted to keep the whole dark, gloomy, boring as fuck Snyder tone. They should have got somebody else. Yeah, which is funny because it's uh, I quite like. I quite like it when Batman's all dark and gloomy yeah. and all that. It's, whenever I see Gotham, I'm like. Yeah, um, so that was one big problem. The dual directors, I think, had an issue. I thought it, it was very obviously fractured for most of the film. Um, some of the CGI I thought was downright atrocious for a three hundred million pound yeah, film. The bad guy was like PlayStation graphics. Yeah, PlayStation yeah. One graphics. All the way if they start to finish, what I could I not believe them. What yeah. I don't understand is most of most of the CG looked not bad for the most part. Every fucking time Superman turned up, you're like. Who made this? Uh, it's the the the, the mustache. Oh, it's everyone. It's not. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the digital removal of his mustache. Montage. Is that what ruined? Yeah, he's making yeah. this impossible. Nineteen hundred or whatever it is now, and he had to grow a mustache for it. Yeah, yeah. He had to get him back in for reshoots. Uh-huh. And the studio said you can't see lost your mustache. So they found him with the tash and yeah. CGI removed the tash for it. So, so that's why it looks really. It got a, it was a pissing contest between um, no, Warner Brothers and Paramount. Matrix Revolution. Is that the second one? Whatever the second Matrix is, oh. that was the style I was sitting there like, oh my god, this is bad. Yes, yeah. weird. I got used to it. I didn't have to go through this again. Matrix 2 is a good movie. <laughs> no, it's not. We're going to keep having this conversation <laughs> every time we do a podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, also, the problems with Aquaman, Cyborg, The Flash, I thought they were wholly underdeveloped. I didn't, it, it suffered from the Avengers thing where every member of the Avengers cast pretty much had their own film and yes. also get to know them, get to understand them, and understand who they were. I don't care about that man in this film. I don't understand who he is or what he is or what he's doing. I think of a shit about Cyborg. I don't care who he is or what he's doing. Was Aquaman not meant to be getting a movie? Yes, no, he isn't. But there, his origin will come after right. this one. Can I just run? And equally, Flash. I like the Flash on TV. Yeah, this I, Flash wasn't bad, it but was I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was basically. Like, I haven't watched the TV show, or but when I was watching him in the movie, I was sitting there going like. Why is he acting like a retard? Oh, yeah. Why is he bumbling about? And it's like remember like the Superman Clark Kent. Yeah. Like when he's Superman, when Clark Kent would fall into stuff, trip for his own. He was almost Clark Kent when he was the Flash. Yeah. Oh, but it's kind of weird what they've done with his origin because obviously like he's older in this than in a TV show. Uh-huh. In the TV show, he's already established as doing whatever he does uh-huh. with like forensics. Yeah. But in this, it's, it's weird they've tried to push it to before that. Mm. And so they're trying to get across, I think, that he's not quite established, he's not sure of himself, uh-huh. doesn't know who he is. He's got an amazing suit as well, but I think he's yeah, got an amazing suit. Yeah. So it's like, it's weird, it's like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget a layer. Yeah, he's got a layer. With his second favourite scene, which was a good yeah. wee, yeah. wee line there. Yeah, but but they clearly established he's been a drifter, so you're like, so where did you get the money for this? all this stuff, yeah. I'd brought this up with Andy, and it's something I feel... Um, you were saying about Aquaman being underdeveloped. Do you think um, Momoa can't act enough to give him a role like that? Momoa is not a good actor. I think he's a really bad actor. He's an awful actor. And I think actor. you've got to limit what he does on screen. Yeah, his acting ability is being big and being relative and yeah, probably being and handsome. It's a big character to uh-huh. take on. I think he just wasn't. Like everyone knows him. What was the thing he played in Game of Thrones? He, he played um, Drogo. Drogo. He doesn't do anything. He just stands and just sort of imposes. Imposes. Yeah. yeah. Same in. I mean, the film he was in after that was Conan the Barbarian, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. awful. But Again, not a lot of damage. No, he's just he's, he's being big and imposing. In this film, he's asked to be basically sort of like almost a Keanu Reeves. Yeah. 
for dude. Yeah. And he's can't pull off the charm of dialogue. He's not away from Minnesota. He's, he's got he's he, he was born away, but he grew up yeah. in Minnesota. He, he's no, a hockey player. He's got charisma and he's yeah, got he's his hockey. main presence, but he's just, he can't act. And I think the character needs to be someone that can act to give the character what You guys were scared. I don't mind him. It's actually <laughs> Cyborg, I think, was the biggest letdown character. I think, I get it, he's meant to be a big dumb surfer dude who's kind of, you know, heart gold. But, yeah, I get it. But I don't think it helps when we don't have origin stories yeah. leading yeah. into the Justice League. I think yeah. Marvel's absolutely. Absolutely, they know what they've done. Yeah, they've yeah. done it well and they've looked after yeah, the plan. Fair, how many times have we sat and went, we don't need to know that Batman's dark at shot? We all know that. Yeah, we I, all know. But someone like Aquaman, who that is a movie in the pipeline, and they've ran ahead and done Justice League. You need like, to know you more than they can talk to fish as a consumer. Aquaman is not yeah, a character. He's not I, a character who's in the same. Not only is Batman or Superman, mm. he needs to be a bit more explosive. Not only that, even the people that know Aquaman, it's obviously not Aquaman, they've obviously completely reinvented yeah, the character look wise. So if you're going to reinvent it, then yeah, give a bit of backstory. Yeah. Get, well, where, like for what, example, well, when Batman meets him in that Norwegian uh, or Swedish, Swedish mm. uh, village, yeah. I'm like, why is he even there? Like, exactly, you like, don't know. There's no yeah. real... There's no real understanding. Yeah, but if, that, if, that, if the Aquaman film tells you that in the, in the Aquaman film that's the village that he came from, like his yeah. father comes from, so he's trying to help that village out yeah. for whatever reason, if that's the reason why he still helps that village, then at least we've got, we've got context yeah. of why he's there. How does he speak English? Exactly, how do you know he speak English? Because he's Atlantean, they're very smart. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. That's because yeah. I don't. This, but this is the problem. That that, <laughs> yeah. that, that leaves a, a gap. This the fact that we're all like questioning the origin of this character because we don't know. know. Right. So and, and same with Cyborg. Focus is because yes. he's very he's another character. The trident with five points. <laughs> it's not a trident then, sir. It's not. It's not a trident. But three points are prominent. It doesn't matter. It's not a trident. Trident has three points, and this is just five in it. It's the same with the Cyborg character as well. It almost tried to turn him in at one point into like a sort of. Another Iron Man. They try to make him into his back with the whole he can fly shit. That yeah, but he can do that in the comics. And we got the comic. They put it into it. They almost put it in. He looks. Too, he looks too much like an Iron Man to me. That's a character that definitely needed a cat origin movie yeah. to get us to the Justice I League. Think, I don't know shit about Cyborg. No, they made Cyborg a bone cat, but I thought Ray Fisher done a good job of playing Cyborg. I don't oh, think I, he was a bad. I think he tried his best with what he had, but I still think it, it was a weak yeah, version. Yeah, didn't give him enough to work with. He didn't need burgers. Like, but, he, but he did say it. He did say it. He did say it. his catchphrase, but yeah, it was really good. I know, that was like a, a, I know we're clubbing Justice League now, but I'm not. No, man. no, no. Let's like, like we'll come back. What did you like about it, Colin? First of all, what did I like about it? Um, I liked. Um, I thought Flash was quite funny. He was, he, he was, he was comic relief in it, yeah. And every line of his comic relief, you can tell, is a weeding line almost. Yeah, Wonder Woman was outstanding. She was good. She was, no, she took a step back. They made, her into, they made her into basically a den mother. She had lost all the badassness she had from Wonder Woman so and made her into this basically show that all the guys try on. No, no, they didn't direct as well as Patty Jenkins. No, it's, it's still, a male. She was still solid. She was yeah. solid enough, but she, in this film, she's most definitely a male a male version of that character, whereas in the Wonder Woman, it's clearly a female interpretation of this character. I'm about to go that far. I enjoyed it, innit? Um, this is my bit. Fuck off. This is just bad. Just, okay, continue. Yes. Good. What I like to, what I'm I like was, he's not finished. Let's finish the good stuff. Still the fucking table. We'll see my piece. You want to listen? Get caught on the room. I think I'd heard early what kind of review saying it was really bad, and it wasn't. It was actually decent. Athlete. It done well. I enjoyed Athlete a lot in it. Aquaman, I'd heard it was really funny, and it was fucking dull as fuck. Yep. Um, he, he just didn't do anything, anything at all. Um, so, the last one. And Superman was 
actually really good. He was, he was enjoyable. My favourite, my favourite two bits of the film involve, involve Superman. Yeah, he was enjoyable. Same, uh, same. We're going round the room this way. Go with Barry. Barry, what, what did you like about it? Because you said you enjoyed it. Do you like Superman, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, you haven't liked something about you. What I liked about it was the fact that Wonder Woman's ass got a lot of screen time. That's my point about being a, fe- a male ready <laughs> film. I mean, like, Jesus I know, it was like, obviously that was Snyder's shooting, like, let's shoot her only from a low angle at every opportunity. Well, on that, there was a thing kicking about, have you seen it, some meme thinking about, where it shows you, is it the Amazons, Amazonians? Ah, Amazonians, Amazon, yeah. Amazons versus Glamazons, it's Yeah, so it shows you, like, the original ones from the, the Wonder Woman movie where they're fully clothed, you can't see their navel, mm, and ah. it shows you Snyder's, <laughs> yeah. and it's like they're wearing basically a bra. Yeah, yeah. 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 Male pursuit of the character as opposed to a female exactly. looking at the character, and that's the difference I think between the two. I don't the character. think it took a lot away from her character. No, I think I the character is based enough that they've got enough material to, to progress on. I thought it was weak in this. Sorry, Barry, what would you like about it? One of them's ass, apparently. Anything else? Anything else? It's just how much screen time. It did, it got, it got a lot of screen <laughs> time, yeah. I generally. What else I like about it? I like Batman. He was actually really good in it. And as, I haven't seen Batman vs. Superman, so yeah. I haven't seen a full movie, but I thought Affleck. Playing Batman was actually I've, I've, his whole performance. The only thing I don't like is they're still running with that stupid fucking Batman voice when he's got the costume on, when he's like, I'm Batman, it's so you don't recognise me. But at least he's got the voice modulator yeah, now. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. It wasn't just like Bale was changing his voice. Oh, did you see the modulator? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good modulator. You can actually hear the print effect on it where you can hear his voice, but then the modulated voice underneath it. I liked about as well the fact they had the moment where when you first see Batman on the rooftop, it's a basically a rip off of the first Batman film. Yeah, very, very bad CGI, I don't think that part. Bad CGI, but I like the fact it was him catching Robin. It, yeah. it felt like it was from Buttons, yeah, Buttons and Batman. And Buttons Button Team yeah. as well, which made it kind of feel quite nice. Also, I like the fella that played um, Alfred. That was a nice Jim change Rams. of pace. Yeah, yeah. Didn't have much to do. No, yeah, no, it's just that it was like a nice change because I think it was Michael. Uh, Goff? No, who's Michael Keane. Michael Keane, yeah. You know, it was a nice kind of change. You're like, oh, it's a new guy. Is John Pertwee, Sean Pertwee the best Alfred today? Oh, Michael Goff is the best Alfred, surely. I quite like Sean Pertwee. Sean Pertwee gives him that military edge. That's that's the Jim Allen's character's one for as well. That's why he's really really fatigued and stuff. You slag. But he never can say any This is sound like a cockney rebel. I like Sean Pertwee. He makes it believable as somebody like the Batman would respect and look up to. Absolutely. Anything else, Barry? Characters? Flash? I did like the wee nod. And the Superman bits when they went back to the farm, that was a nice wee nod. I'm like, ah, nice. Oh, like that. Daddy's got a heart. Yeah, he's got a heart, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, what do you like about it? Character wise. I'll just say anything. What, what, what made you enjoy the film? Uh, like, what was uh, it you liked? Summarised. I liked Superman, which is ironic because it was Superman that put me off the whole DC universe. Because yeah. I, I don't like Man of Steel at all. I mm-hmm. think they're finally starting to do him right. You think understand the, the, the character. Yeah. That's the problem. He's about hope, justice, and unfortunately, the American way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they finally I don't know if that was a. It felt more, that was more Whedon again, right? Yeah, the character as opposed yeah, to Snyder. Sure. Um, they feel they've actually got understanding of who the character is and what he is. Most of the reshoots that would suggest that it was Whedon. Um, Cyborg, I think I covered, wasn't impressed. Um, but I suppose that's because we've got the whole Teen Titans go. That's my favourite yeah, incarnation, yeah, and it's just so opposite. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman, I thought it was alright. Yeah. Wonder Woman, solids. Yeah. Um, Batman, fine. Flash, you'll relate to this. Because I'm such a fan of the TV yep. show, I think if maybe if the TV show didn't exist, I'd have appreciated that. Uh, because I know there's a better version. Yeah, mm. I agree. I'm like, no, I'm not no. feeling it. I wasn't feeling it at all either. I thought I'd really like the Flash on TV. Like, it's uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Chris, what do you like about it? The Superman. Superman. Yeah. Just the start, like really the start of the scene, because it, it didn't come back to it. That really annoyed me. What scene? 
two kids like the, the cam, the cam yeah, video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Top, yeah. Like, so, what's your favourite thing about Earth? And then it cuts away. Uh-huh. I was hoping that the, the, the maybe the epilogue might be that. Yeah, maybe like a bit at the end, you know. It's hope, it's charity. It was the people, the people. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was going to be humans. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 I like the little bit notes that it's the river of hope. It was yeah. Um, I didn't like the flash. Didn't go back in time. We know he has done. Yeah. So why not use that in some way? Yeah. Um. Didn't get the the bit that there was obsession over the trailer, which was Jeremy Irons turning around to look at someone. See now, you see, I knew you were coming yeah. back. Let's hope you're not too late. That wasn't in the film, was it? No, no not at all. No, and in, in was the it? trailer, the big thing was the green. there's a green tint. Yeah. They thought it was going to be on the lanterns. Yeah. Because you saw at the start dying. I want to say yeah. it was the one that Jeffrey Rush played. Possibly, yes. I think it's mm. maybe like the uh, first lantern. It's, it's a lantern. Yeah. A lantern. You see a lantern die. It's not Adam, it's a lantern. Um, also, Batman doesn't have middle ground. I kind of knew that, but I thought he'd understand like fractions and percentages. He doesn't understand. Well, there's no, like, there's like, the black and white. Film, if there's only 1% chance Superman is bad, we've got to kill him. Yes. Right. This one, if only a 1% chance that he can live, we have to do it anyway. Batman's not good at picking out odds. <laughs> yeah, like he's got to figure out odds People better. He take the sluggish chance. <laughs> fucking war. Was that the only like... one that was sitting there expecting a zombie Superman to appear? No, I was I was, I was must have been the only person going, hey, come on, let's see it. Dude, she worked in fucking environment and yeah. shit like that. I was expecting Bizarro, to be honest. I was expecting a Bizarro nod in some way. I was expecting Phil Jeff of Superman, Beard, Mullet 90s Superman. Just versus Superman and then... I think you're talking months. I think you're talking months. Yeah. So it's like that's the thing I hate about it as well. Seeing the opening <laughs> shots of the film, <laughs> not after I think by the um Diddy camp or the, the mobile phone camp thing. Yeah, yeah. They try and compare the death of Superman <laughs> to Prince and <laughs> Bowie. Okay. I'm going, I'm, I'm a big fan of Prince, I like Bowie, but they're not fucking Superman, you know. It's like it's <laughs> totally different. Would yeah. you get off and bamming for a second when we got back on the movies? Right. I thought it'd be new. You wouldn't but it's Bruce Wayne Page. Bruce Wayne knows who it is, he knows who it is. Man, uh-huh. they've got experience from Zod's body, they know it doesn't deteriorate, so he wouldn't embarrass so him. Do you think he had a plan back then? No, I think he's going to cover up for Clark, that's all. He, yeah. would, he doesn't want the family to get puffed out, essentially. No, but I'm saying like he didn't get him embalmed because he knew there was no. a chance he's going to resurrect him. No, but no. they addressed it, they no, know from no, Zod that, that it doesn't degrade, they know that uh-huh. their tissue, Kryptonian the tissue, doesn't degrade. Only $35 and he still didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, but the needle would break. Okay, you've got a bank. No, if he embalmed him, the needle would break and that would give away the fact that it's a If you want to do exchange rates, it'd be $79, £85. But, on to the back, onto the actual um, film itself. I'm on making I'm 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 getting bombed on record. I'm getting I thought at first they were going to bring him back in the black suit with the silver S. Yes. Mm. Callback didn't do that. Yeah. So it was obviously world in morning. Mm. And there's nothing. The second comes back up, there's nothing. Yeah. There's at the end of it when you've got her writing about how, you know, maybe folks not. The very weedy speech as well. There was nothing after. There was no kind of like. Do you know why that is? Because Amy Adams is shit. Mayhem is not shit. Did you see when they brought back Superman? And, uh, and when he's standing at that monument and the rest of them are standing facing him and he's kind of trying to work out what's going on yeah. did you notice that there's a cop guy hiding behind his car with his gun out yeah. and all I could sit there and go was what are you going to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, son, you back away you have no option here that's what you know, think. they call him Clark no, they're, they're secret they're, 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 they're Clark don't do it Clark, <laughs> your friends 
Oh, oh, do you know what's weird? Yes, yeah, actually tweeted, um, Henry Cabot tweeted a picture of the black costume, so it was in there at some point. No, I don't know okay. if it's been watching the reshoots. Yeah. It was there. It was there. His shirt as well. He was in a full suit. Didn't Didn't put him in that. He was actually, yeah, he burst Dude, out in his shirt. I was that buff, I'd take my shirt off in the coffin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm coming out. Well, so poor Jonathan Kent, you get a photograph of his dead. I thought that was nice. I really liked that they gave um, Kevin a wee nod in there. Because it's really don't nice. help anyone. Don't help him, let them all die. Um, what what I was saying to Andy was, um, I really miss Russell Crowe a lot. I think the films need more Russell Crowe. I mean, I like. I mean, that's the best bit of Batman v Superman. Yeah. Or Man of Steel, was that Man, Man of Steel? Steel. Man of Steel. That's the best bit of Man of Steel yeah, was the... Um, I think so. And I think they need to bring him in to more... By the best bit, you mean the only good bit? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, okay. The other thing about it as well was mentioned, like, the cast of this film is fucking huge, right? So we've, we've covered the Justice League as well, right? J.K. Simmons gets, like, fifth or sixth villain on this film. He has, what, three lines in the Larry Fishburne was cut out altogether. He, 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 he wasn't in, he didn't, he didn't shoot. No, apparently for him. He didn't, he, he was going to shoot him one day for a cameo, and he couldn't turn up, he was doing something else. It's because he was doing CSI. Possibly, yeah. Um, Diane Lane, how long is she in it for? She was relevant in it as well, though, I think. Oh, well, Simmons was. I think it was Simmons. Simmons is in it for three minutes and gets like fifth billion in the film. It wasn't relevant. It wasn't relevant at all in the film. There's a guy in the film who plays The Flash's dad, who's a relatively big actor. Billy Crudup. Crudup, yep. Who's uncredited. Yeah, well, that'd be nice to deliberate though. I mean, deliberate as well, but I'm still going like, Bill, why? So why, is, why not use J.K. Simmons more? Why not put more in the film? Yeah. Use him more? See at the very, very end, without spoilers, when he takes his mask off, the next villain. Uh-huh. Who's that? Joe Manganiello. Was it? Uh, oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Amy Adams, but she's in it for what, five minutes? So, she's shit, Amy Adams is a very good actress. Is she? Yeah, she's, is she? She's like actress? four times Oscar nominated. I thought she was better than this. I, I bought into her as mostly in a yeah. bit more this time round. Oh, but Amy Adams is a good actress. I like I Amy Adams. I think she's been the worst portrayal of Lewis Lane ever in the history really? of portrayals of Lewis Lane. No, who, was in, who portrayed her in M? No, she was the good one. Smallville was terrible. Uh, Margot, not Margot Kidder? No. Not Margot Kidder, no, Superman Returns. Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth. Who was much better than Amy Adams? No, she was. No, yeah, I think she was. No. I think you'll find the survey says. Right, anyway, my, only, my only problem was when they were talking about Lois Lane and Kaniga leaning more towards the end of the movie. She was talking about how like uh, something to do with like Superman, and she's like, "Oh, give me like the inside scoop." And I'm sitting there like, "Really? You work in the newspaper industry? It's like you don't really need to be choosing." This Aye, guy, yeah. You know. Um, but look, give it a rating out of ten. I gave it. A, I wanted to give it a five and a half, but IMDb didn't let me, so I gave it a six. Right, six yeah. out of ten. So I need to just get this point okay. right now. Why, oh, why, oh, why, right? The bad guy turns up and he is slaughtering. I mean, like, he is rampaging. And then when it came to the actual main characters, he was pussing a foot with Oh, yeah, it was shit. Yeah, like, it's too easy to dispose of. Yeah, like, right, you've just ran through, like, that uh, entire that, Amazonian yeah. like, country. Yeah. Yeah. Which was yeah. one of the best scenes, the Amazon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was good. That was a good yeah, scene, yeah. Scene. So like, when was, are they going to learn how to fight off projectile weapons? The Germans killed in the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and they had guns. Also, Batman shoots people again. Again, I was shooting. Again, yes. What was that down with that? I like no, it. what was that crawler thing as well? That was no That was early. terrible. The crawler thing was really, that's the worst yeah, Batman what is to that? do. Exactly. Like exactly. a fat yeah. spider. Sure and this is once again why this uh, uh, cyborg really needed an origin movie. I didn't know that cyborg could just click himself into anything. <laughs> you know, this is where I feel like they've kind of dropped the ball a wee bit. Like you know, if, you know what the character can do before you put him in a film. Yeah. Like when you watch the Avengers, for example, you know what every single character in that film can do and what their skill set is yeah. and what they can be used for. 
you don't know where they're going to use everyone in this film. I think it's also kind of mother box, just well, plot contrivance. I mean, it's definitely. It's, it's, it's got Wi-Fi now, so just the yeah. cast. The story was setting just to get in the cast together. True. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And Avengers is much the same as well. Avengers get the same problem. Yeah. The test drive is a total MacGuffin that just sort of doesn't really work. I mean, you could argue as well that as much as you love like Loki in the Marvel films, mm. the rest of the Marvel films are pretty weak. Mm. The only one that's not is yeah. Baron Zero. Yes, from Civil War. But you know what? Test Track whatever MacGuffin, but at least they built the idea of Infinity Stones up over a few movies. So sure. when it comes to Infinity War, you can understand it. Yeah. Whereas like this, they just went, let's rip that off. There's a boxes, boxes. smaller boxes. With some other boxes. It, 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 it looked more like the thing from Transformers, the old Spark. Yeah. 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 Barry out of 10. Three, six from you. Six. Barry. Yeah, I'm going to say a comfortable six. Only it's. I like it, but there's some CGI that just makes it, just drags it right down. Cool. Andy? Andy. Six. Yeah, six. six. Anyway, I'm going to unite the seven stars. <laughs> oh, seven. Oh, call back. Weird, I disliked it a shit ton, but I'm going to give it a five. I'm only like a point below you. Yeah. 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 So overall, it's an average of 5.8. Yeah, something like that, about that, yeah. So, which is... No, infra- Six. Yeah, it's six. Yeah, six. <laughs> I think what most people agree is it's better than BVS yeah. and better than Suicide Squad, but not as good as Wonder Woman. Nowhere near Wonder Woman. They're getting there as long as they don't let Snyder back into the helm. Snyder's right. involved in this. She, I mean, he's he's heavily invested in this. The thing is, all they need to do is just pump out two other origin movies, and it would have been a slightly better rating, at least for me. What we all count is Affleck is leaving the Batman role. Yeah. Who do you want for Batman? I said earlier on Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Barry. So what's his name? Genuinely no idea. No idea. Andy? Carson? I'm fine with who the, with Matt Reeves is going for. What's his name? Jake? Gallenhall? Yeah. You went for the first time round? Gallenhall's a good shout and shout. Depends what they're doing with it. Are they having older Batman? I, I, I think older Batman. Right, so in that case, those guys are too young. Right, who you want now instead? I'm thinking, like, not Josh Brolin. John Hamm. John Hamm's got John Hamm. His face is too long. John Hamm has got fucking panache for it. because then you're going to have, like, Three quarters of his face shown from under the kill. John Hamm has got three quarters of a face that you would still fuck. I know, but you don't want to see Batman with a chin the size of Jimmy Hill's. No, John Hamm. Yes, you do. Right, okay, well, do you know what? See if that happens. Fuck you. I mean, personally, what I really want is what I want to bring Clooney back. Clooney? Mm-hmm. For, for a wreck, like, sort of like a. Do an older story. Or do Dark Knight Returns with Clooney getting redemption. Bradley Cooper's older, absolutely. What's the guy's he name that does Thanos um, just now? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Oh, he yeah. was in the running for that. It was between him and Affleck. Well, Gyllenhaal was up for the first time as well. Mm. So interesting was um, he's probably a bit too old for now, but um, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, big great. You the body ass? No, too pretty boy. Too pretty boy. What about um, who? The angel. Angel from Buffy. Mm. Oh no. Or Xander. Xander, big great. But also up for apparently got down to the final three was Pacey from Dawson. Nah, nah too What about right? the, the Flashpoint rumours where it'll end up being Negan person? Yeah. But see, if they do Negan, mm. that's that's a great story because like mm-hmm. people don't know the story is. There's another story of Batman, like sort of an alternate, alternate universe, universe where in Crime Alley, uh, Bruce Wayne gets killed and, yeah. the, and the father and uh, mother live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thomas Wayne becomes the bat. Right. He's the punishing bat. Though. Yes, he's, he's obviously a bit the punish, more punisher style. But more interesting than that, Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Yeah, she, she snaps. Yeah. Uh, so she goes a different direction. That's a great, it's a fucking brilliant story. Have also, with the, in, in the Flashpoint that you've ever seen, but they still made a whole new joke, though. Uh-huh. And it's still, it's still yeah. harpooning. Uh-huh. It makes it a bit weird as well. I think it makes it sexier, Chris. It makes it. Because it's the. Have you seen the Flashpoint? No. Oh. The, the shot is like Thomas and Martha, Bruce gets shot, he kicks the shit out of Joe Chell or whoever it's going to be in that version. But Bruce dies and Martha kind of covers her mouth in shot. 
but she's got his blood in her hands. So she covers her mouth and takes the hand away and the becomes blood's painted the smile on. The Jokeress. Uh, really this is all kicked off by Barry Allen reset the time like uh, to save his mum. So. It's a great, it's a brilliant Batman story. Right, it's a last point, point on this because we've labelled it like yeah, fuck now. We have a half um, an hour for this. The Flash. Did it ever feel like he was going fast at any point? No. No. He ran like Phoebe from Friends. I didn't. I did. That was terrible. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of armor, a lot of legs going on there. <laughs> <laughs> no point did you ever get a sense of this guy's moving at mm. fucking stuff. Never really used to it. Once he did. The when, sword. Yeah. Even that. No, not even that. See the bit with the. Um, he's at the prison. Mm, but again, it was, you never kind of got the feeling that he moved fast. Well, it was just like he's there, that happened, but you didn't feel like he moved fast to me. I don't know. I, just, well, I, never I felt did like, like the cheeky fast. joke when he was saving like the family, then you, then it turns to the side and like Superman's carrying the house. So, Justice League, 6 out of 10? I think overall, 6 out of 10. I didn't like it a lot. Why is that for like leaving? Or is it just that he was always tied in for a free movie contract? Nah, he didn't want to do it anymore. So, now, guys. Chris and Andy have left us. They're away to see the Justice League, League again. again. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I think it will hold up good in a second. Yeah, I, I, think I do have faith in it. There's enough action in it. I think yeah, it'll be doing it. But quite funny that both of them thought each other hadn't seen it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was yeah. 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 Barry, what are you drinking now? I'm on shipwreck. Which looks pretty heavy. Uh, and it comes in an old-fashioned pink Oh, fact, so you feel manly. And, and it's fucking warm to your health as well. Yeah. And also rating a uh, 6.2. Yeah, so Barry will be on the floor by the end of this <laughs> next <laughs> 40 minutes. Barry will be seeing barnacles. Yes, he will be. <laughs> um, so we want to just go back to normal format. What are you drinking, Richard? I'm saying you, Azure. Oh, Azure. Yeah, Azure. <laughs> um, I'm drinking the same as yourself, it was nice. Which is in a very feminine glass. Yeah, we're, we're standing out next to Barry. Um, so we've got the normal, we've done the um, Just League first so we can get um, Chris and Andy and the thoughts on it. It's nice to hear Chris talk on camera. Chris is a long time geek friend and it's nice to, he's a bit microphone shy. He likes to talk about what he knows about, he doesn't see as much, he knows Justice League inside out. He knows knows comic books like no one else has. CIA's now got him. Yes, he's now got me out, we can hear him. So non-cinema, have you watched anything not the cinema recently? I've been a very busy cinema goer so I've not seen anything at home. I've not been as much out of business because I've got kids and shit that I need to look after and they get in the way of my fun times. I've seen on Netflix Andy's recommendation, we watched a film called An American Crime. Right. It's honestly one of the bleakest films I've seen in a long time. Who's No, wait for this man. Um, we, we watched it and I was in a proper funk for about two days after watching it. Right, okay. Because it was so, the material was so, so heavy. Um, it, it's based on true events that transpired in America and, what is it, Pennsylvania, I mean, I mean, um, 1965, um, where a girl was left in the care of, of this mum and her seven other children. And eventually the girl was locked in a basement, tortured, beaten and abused by pretty much most of the community, like the mum, the, the, the family, the family's friends and stuff like that, over the course of three or four months until eventually she died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it was hard, I mean, th- this was watered down because you, you, when you watch something like that, you go down a rabbit hole mm-hmm. and you research it, so the film was, was very, very, very sanitised and watered down and even that kind of left me feeling sour and bitter. Um, when I started researching more and more as you do, I went into more and more of a kind of downward spiral and, and it really hit me 
Hart and Crawford Freshman. Anyone, anyone in it of interest? Um, there's, there's quite a few big names in it. James Franco was in it. Right. Um, and um, young girl that played Kitty Pride in the X-Men movies. Ellen Page. Ellen Page was in it as, as, as well. A um, few other people, I don't know how big a famous they are, but um, it was out 2005, so it's an older movie now. Right. Um, and I think it was a made for TV movie, but the, the material. Or made for DVD, like, more like sort of rather made for TV. Made for TV. Yeah. Um, but it, it really kind of got to me. A horrible, took me to a horrible place, and it took me a few days to well, put myself back in there. Yeah. So it reminds me of the way you're talking about. Sort of, have you seen Prisoners? Um, I've not seen. Pri- I've seen Prisoners. Yeah. It, Similar darkness to it because it's a true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's worse because yeah. you're watching every single time they do something to this girl. You're like, fuck that, that happened to this girl. This is not made up. Prisoners is made up. Mm. Yeah, fucking. Generally, anything that's relating to like kids getting abused in any manner or it's, just getting laid yeah, down by society, you're like, what the but, fuck? But man? this particular case, to see, was this woman and her seven kids, and like the, the woman would kind of do stuff to the girl. The kids would do it. They would invite their friends to the house to do it and stuff like that. Yeah. And just the, the level of abuse was just fucking horrific. And, and the stuff they done was, was really, really, really horrible. And they, without spoiling the movie, they done this kind of really horrible, kind of, I thought it was horrible thing where at the end you see the girl, you know, like, like kind of someone comes to help her out the house, you're like, you've got to escape, you've got to die, you don't escape. And she escapes only to basically realise that was her dying. And, thinking that she was escaping. And, oh, so it's like a, the, the double bluff end, ending? It really, just, it, really nah. just, it just fucked for me. I, I feel kind of horrible talking about it, but um, I, I mean, it, it, I suppose it's important and relevant. Yeah, yeah. It's Sam made and people need to watch him for a reason because uh-huh. all shit that is happening, but the fact that it could happen in the first place is horrific. But um, okay, yeah, it's called that. an American crime. Um, we had to download it. Um, okay. Not, not illegally. Not illegally, of course. Because we never download it illegally, you know, a few years maybe. We do not. Um, but if you can get it and watch it, it, it is, yeah, it's powerful, powerful stuff. Yeah. Um, if I was going to rate it out of 10, which I don't think it deserves a rating because, you know, it's, it's, it's more the subject you deserve to be seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably give it an eight and a half, nine out of right, 10. Right, so it's a solid, strong watch. Definitely. Not something you can watch again, though. No. I hope no. the mother and real wife had a horrific uh, She got sentenced to 25 years, got out after 20 and died five years ago. Um, and some, some of the kids got kind of sentences as well, but Lorraine, was, she, she likes her kind of podcast yeah. and kind of murder and stuff like that. Some of the kids became teachers and stuff like that. Oh, shit. Well, after being convicted of this shit. They got found out eventually. Until, yeah, yeah. They got jobs like that as well. But um, yeah, I mean, if you look it up, um, you know, the, the kind of, I don't want to talk about it, but I gave you the yeah. name, but look it up um, later on, you should read all this. Definitely. Um, Barry, you watched anything out with the cinema recently? No, it's been a bit of a kind of busy couple of weeks. The only thing I'll cast, I started tanking a. Arresting development because it's dawned on me that I'd never seen the full season that Netflix done. It's not the best place to start with it. I've went back to the beginning. Fair enough. So and you know some things in it updated because of like you know like when it was filmed like mobile phones and action and kind of maybe like subtle things about what they're talking about. But for the most part, it does actually hold up and it is actually still funny. No, but season one to three, I think, is the first. Yeah. That's the first three, isn't it? The yeah. first three of them on Netflix ones. Yeah. They're fantastic comedy. It's like some of the best comedy you'll see on television. Yeah. You know, it's up there with like with literally the best, particularly American comedy, which I think sometimes is oh. at times weaker. Oh. But I actually enjoy good American comedy more than I enjoy good British comedy. Mm. Um, I think it's just the twenty-four or high-numbered episode seasons. I think that's what kills. The, the dilution of quality at that point. Yeah. It's very hard to keep a, a comedy on track for. 24 episodes. It's why British comedy has always been Short. seen by many as being better because it's you know it's 10 maybe eight episodes. Especially you know. when comedies like 
when they become popular in America and they start dragging on and yeah. you're now talking like six, seven, whatever seasons, like what's the big bang up to it? It must be in the high numbers by now. I think it's on season ten now, Jill still watches it. I, I watch it because she watches it and I've I literally I think it I I'm uninvested by it now to be honest. Yeah. The, the story is just beyond I, I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't watch them in any sort of TV order. No, you should, it's I don't like, go out my way. If it's on the skybox, I'll sit and watch, watch an it. episode, but to be honest, I could always take and leave it. But Big Bang has always got to the point a bit like Friends where you can watch it completely out of order at a ra- and just watch a random episode and you'll still enjoy it for what it is, yeah. but there's no overarching story that needs to be done. Whereas something like Rich Development, you almost have to watch them in order. It's harder to watch them out of order or just a random one. And still enjoy the same because there's so much callback and so much of something that maybe happened in episode 2 doesn't pay off properly to episode 7 yep. I mean it does pay off to episode 7 it's really funny but you've got to be aware of what happened in episode 2 first you can't just watch episode 7 on its lonesome mm. we, you can watch episode 13 of the Big Bang season 4 and it's fine yep. you know you have nothing you don't lose anything from watching out of order you know yeah uh, the only other thing I've watched which is a movie on Netflix it's called uh, The Bronx Tale a Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale, yeah, cool. It's an old film. Yeah, it's an old one. I've never seen it before. Cool. Absolutely brilliant. You like movie. It? Yeah, yeah, really enjoyed it. And I liked the fact how, like, you know, they were showing off, as always, the glamorous life of, like, being a mobster. Yeah. But also, the main mob boss in it was also giving the kid life lessons as well as his dad, like, saying, like, don't choose this life uh-huh. and all that. And, and there's a few moments in the movie when, like, the mob boss actually saves his life and all that. And this is all kind of came about because... The kid in the beginning eh, never grasped him out for doing like a shooting outside eh, his flat, which is outside the restaurant uh-huh. that they all can hang about in. So, yeah, it's actually a really good movie. I know it's like ancient. A Bronx still call you must have watched this back in the day. But yeah, it's. Well, no, actually, it's, um, a bus it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Like, you playing that more? You know, in the 70s, I was just born. It's true. I know, I'm saying, but I'm indicating that you might have seen stuff from the 70s more than I'm seeing. Um, I'd probably have seen it, but I can't okay. think of it. Sounds more like, have you ever seen Road to Perdition? No. I Tom Hanks, sort of, it's a great white guy with a guy trying to get his son not mm. to be a gangster. It's a great, yeah. beautiful movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a really tough movie. Yeah. Good, brown movie to watch. And also, it can also kind of talks about kind of racism as well, and how there was like a divide oh, yeah. in New York at that time as well, and how like you know the kind of, the kind of cultures are starting to get to a point where like you know it's kind of families and all that get bigger. They're kind of still keeping their areas, but their areas are getting bigger. And eventually, it's going to come to a point where like areas are overlapping. Uh, well, New York at that point, it wasn't yeah. just simply as white and black. It was almost like Irish. Yeah. Portuguese, Italians, Hispanic, yeah. yeah, people were very much stuck to their own family like boundaries. And um, I like the fact that like the I can't remember the actor's name now, but the main young fella in it, he ends up hooking up with a black girl and I'm right. like, that's just such a such a forward thinking movie yeah. for like the seventies and all that and I'm like, this is a good wee movie, you know? A lot of kind of good feeling com- comes from it, even though it's dealing with a subject matter that's all about being a mob boss and yeah. all that kind of thing. Do a Bronx Yeah. Watch yeah. it. Out of ten? Oh, easily. An eight. An eight? Wow. Yeah. It's classic. De Niro's in it. 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 De
No, that was it. Crystal Laird, you've been a busy boy. Yeah. So you've, been, you've been keeping my seat warm. I've been keeping everyone's seat warm in the cinema recently. <laughs> He's uh, been abusing that yeah, city has, I have indeed, yes. <laughs> um, fourth like we saw, I mean, Gil saw was one, keeping in the Justice League theme, was Professor Marston and Wonder Woman. You kinky bastard. Kinky, kinky, kinky. Um, directed by Angela Robinson, who directed a film called Debs, about, about schoolgirl assassins. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's an alright film. I enjoyed it. Um, also, he's got a niche, hasn't he? Yeah, the niche. Yeah. It's, it's a dark niche, it's, but he's got it's like, it's some fetish. <laughs> yeah. Skill um, like an assassin. And also, Herbie Fully Loaded as well. Oh, I like Michael Keaton's in it. You like that one? I thought yeah, you like that one. There you go. Yeah, it's Bruce Campbell on its own, possibly. Possibly could be that one, yeah. yeah. And uh, what's the face of him? Lindsay yeah. Lohan. I like Lindsay Lohan. Oh, I, Lohan. Lohan. I think Lindsay Lohan gets a lot of bad, bad. For good reason, bad. she gets mental. She's a kid that was given too much too soon, and as most kids tend to do at that age, they go fucking mental. mental. She's still mental. She's a good wee actress. Right, okay, this uh, is not about heavy going to fill the loaded, so I know you want to watch that, okay? <laughs> the plot of Press of Marston and the one woman is basically the curation of the one woman character. Uh, it was. But yes, it's a good story, like the story. Unfortunately, the story itself in the movie is bullshit. They've, no. they've Hollywoodized it quite a lot, but the basic story was that Luke Evans, who plays Professor Marston, oh, it's Luke Evans, isn't it? Yeah, he plays Professor Marston. He is a struggling psychologist at a university. He's, he invented the lie detector. Yes, yes. we didn't know yeah. that. Hence, Hex lasso, lasso through. Which was the funniest bit in Justice League? Can I just point out? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Luke Evans, but he's married to Rebecca Hall, who's sort of a very intellectual lady for the 1930s mm-hmm. or so. Um, but they follow thinking our life, so very much involved with chemistry. Which is the point, back then. Very much involved. But on top of that, they also have a basically they have both of a girlfriend. Yeah. Called kind of a name in the film, but she's played by Bella Heathcote, who's a younger woman, and basically they live as a trio. Yeah, comfortably. There's no. They, yeah, it's not like you know. This is where the film diverges from reality. Apparently, in reality, it wasn't a constant three-way with them. Right. It was more of. He slept with both of them at the Denver Times. Right. They didn't do much together. But Tell him implies they did. Somebody's very much. He does imply they did. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. You need to, need to do that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but from this, this is where he gets. And he was also quite into sort of bondage and BDSM and all that kind of stuff. So from that is where the one woman character comes from. Hence the costume. The costume, the bracelets, the weapon, the strong Amazonian sort of presence, all that kind of stuff. So you start to see his life story, you start to see where all this stuff comes from in the character. So he wrote it, but the inspiration for the character came from these two women's life. Is he portrayed as a feminist or a misogynist? A bit of both, to be honest. The, the, the whole point of the film is very much a dominance over, you know, how you can be dominant and you can have dominance over someone by someone can like submit to dominance mm-hmm. or you can enforce dominance on them and that's sort of like the big part of his like sort of studying it and what you try to get to okay. um, the film itself unfortunately it's it's, it's so clunky dialogue wise and you really wanted to see I know you were I see, what desperate is, to see this movie. I saw it twice because the first time I went I had to walk out because people have been dicks in the cinema yeah. so I had to walk out yeah. so but the dialogue is so clunky um, yeah. Or some of the lines you go, oh, it's, it's, it's hard to know how they love that line of straight face, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and at times, some of the performances do match a little bit, sort of very, feels at times over the top. Anyone in particular, or all of them? Kind of, I mean, people like Rebecca Holland, but I think at times she's acting in a different movie. Um, and I struggle with that a little bit about it. And like I said, the truth, I, I've read a little bit about the actual story yeah. itself. Yeah. Um, and they have Hollywoodized it to make it more sexy, more kind of Fifty Shadesy, essentially, yeah. to make it more interesting. Um, and that's do you think shame. people need that? Is that what they need to do to get the interest in the movie? I don't do think, think so. They can I think the story, story itself would have held up interestingly enough. Yeah. But obviously, as soon as you hear the story about, you know, you hear the premise of the story, everyone wants to see the three-way scene, and that's Which, what everyone's waiting for. Yeah. Which isn't what the film's about. No, it's not. It's it, has, it, and it's, it wasn't 
but uh, and in the world where we have stuff like Game of Thrones and, and HBO yeah. generally, I mean, that's there's more in that like kind of sexual, like, you know, sort of sexual scenes and that. Think intelligent filmmaking is becoming more and more of an art form. I mean, I think there's a story here they could have used in a film maybe it's been lost in translation. Like, yeah. so I should have wanted something, directly wanted something, and they've kind of came here. So, who would you blame pitch. for that? I've been the studio, the studio's trying to do a different kind of film. They have told the director, no, we, yeah. we want this, this, this isn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the thing as well, like some of the, the hints towards the moment are so blatant and so unsubtle, it was like it basically got a frying pan and smacking the head with it, going, by the way, this is one moment, this is where he got from, and he's like, boom, and it's like, right, I can, if I'm going to say the film, I can deduce where he's yeah. getting shit from, you yeah. know, I can understand that. Um, also similar to the fact to Justice League, you've got also got Connie Britton and Oliver Platt in the film as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really good actress, really good actor. Yeah, both of them. Literally, they're in the film for maybe half a dozen lines each. Doing nothing. And you feel like, what a waste of two characters. You know, if, yeah. you, if you had a story built around and you had something with them, use them in some way. Don't just, you know, don't don't waste them. That's a bit of shame. I was, I feel that the story's a story, a really interesting story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that could have been done really interesting. Is that a well. story they'll tell again, or do you think that's I think this, this, is, is, I think this is this chance. This Go read the book. Find the book. Yeah. Um, the book I think was wrote by like I think the granddaughter of one of the kids. Right. I think like, maybe maybe the son or daughter, but I think it's the granddaughter of the film. Um, it tells the story in sort of like much more realistic and Out of ten? Did you Unfortunately, a four. Wow. Yeah. I, I know you were really kind of looking forward. I've seen you see. I'm really pleased to see this. Yeah, we spoke about it before, and I knew how much it did. That's. I kind of feel sad for you now. It was a little bit sad because I was really looking forward to it, and the rest it was quite dull to be honest. And that's the problem. You really are a closet. I was there, aren't you? I'm not, I'm not, I enjoy not only comic book movies, I like to see the, the fruition behind them. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of something we would all people didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be a really good way to open up the world. Did, to he make, did, did they make any commercial success from the character he created? Yes. Or, yeah, yes, he did. Yes. Which is nice. Cool. In a way. Um, you know, he, made, he did make money out of it. He yeah. was, it's not like a Bill Finger character. Yeah. Who only now is. Only now he's he's recognised after years of fight. Seventy-five years later, he can yeah, recognise as a better of a character. Batman and all this fucking guys. Yeah, but he created Batman essentially. Everything about Batman he created, but exactly. no one knew this until a year ago. Credit. So you, it's nice that he's now getting credit for this. But yeah, but yeah, Martin got oh, credit for it. Bit of a shame. Do you uh, know what? I feel like I don't know why, but whenever I hear the title, I always felt we should start Anthony Hopkins. Just it does feel that kind of film. Yeah, it does have a kind of feel that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just disappointing really. That's a shame. Yeah, I kind of feel sad. Could always remake a Richard. I could do it myself. Start a GoFundMe. Yeah. A GoFundMe, I'll make it myself. Make a different story. Yeah. Put that in a five-up site, there you go. I mean, it did cost more than that, to be honest. And uh, what else have you seen? I've seen a few other things. You've seen something quite funny, didn't you? That you thought wasn't going to be as funny as you thought it was. I saw Daddy's Home too. Yes, <laughs> you did, you motherfucker. And? Which is out, I think, tomorrow, but I saw it in the band preview, which because Jill is obsessed with Daddy's Home. She loves all those shit comedies. I like Daddy's Home as well. Do you like Daddy's Home? One made, did a few laughs in it. It wasn't like, if you start to finish laughing out loud, but it did have a few chuckles in it. I mean... Do you know about a guy called Sean Anders who did a film called Sex Drive? Have you ever seen that film? No, it's no. actually genuinely very funny comedy. Okay. Um, also, That's My Boy. The Adam Sandler one with no. Adam Sandberg. No, I don't like Adam I don't like Adam Sandler, but Adam Sandberg is very funny. If you watch something like Hot Rod. Sandberg oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. Or, was in the one with the pop star one. Yes, like, Pop Star yes, Pop Star. Or Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well. He's yeah, a really yeah, funny yeah. guy. He knows yeah, how too to many Adams in that film. There is. That's the problem. Adam, Adam Sandler <laughs> brings it down. <laughs> And often Daddy's Home 2 is uh, Daddy's Home 1 as well. Right. The plot of this one it picks up from the other one left off. Basically, you, uh, Will Ferrell and his wife, played by Linda Caladini, basically, mm-hmm. you know, from Batman. 
Yeah. Um, also from Scooby Doo, if I might go from that way. Scooby Doo's my reference. That's what I go Scooby Doo as well for. Um, also, she's in Fixing Geeks as well. Um, anyway, Will Ferrell and Lynn Kelly are raising their kids. Mark Wahlberg is the other dad. He's also getting involved in it as well. Yeah. For Christmas, basically, both parents come to stay. And those parents, parents are. are. Will Ferrell's dad is Jim. Jim Lithgow, John Lithgow. John Lithgow, yeah. And Matt Wilward's father is the fantastic always Mel Gibson. Um, again, we, we never endorsed Mel Gibson. We don't know Mel Gibson as a person, but as an actor, we, we do love Mel we Gibson. We do like him as an actor. But as, yeah. in fairness, we are white males of a Christian persuasion. Mel Gibson would probably like us. Yeah. Yeah, you know. He'd probably cast us in his movie. Yeah. <laughs> our, our black um, female Jewish friend had probably a lot of trouble, though, to be fair. You know, she's not going to like Mel Gibson. Just to stay out there, kids in the real world, Mel Gibson's. He's, he's, he's not, not a nice man, generally, but yet, I. But I great, love Mel Gibson on the screen. Yeah, he's got yeah. Christmas. Um, Does this get a kind of throwaway Christmas movie? Yes, about it? definitely a Christmas film. They go away to this, they go away sort of like Uncle, not Uncle Buck style, but like um, Beethoven 2 style. Does it feel John Cusey? It has moments of John Cusey-ness to it, yes. Mm-hmm. So they go away to this sort of like private villa where the families are all going to stay together and have Christmas together as a big one, big family. Yeah. You've also got the stepdad or the, the real dad or one of our kids, who played John by Cena. who I believe is a wrestler. Mm. He is a wrestler. I've seen John Cena in a few films, right? And it makes me laugh. Yeah. Is he funny? What do you think? Eh, I don't oh. think so. I think I think he's funny unintentionally that people he doesn't realise what he's saying and he sort of like people make him say stupid do you things. Think he's scripted funny. Yes. Right. Okay. Very much so. Cool. Okay, okay. I think he's jealous I of The Rock and wants to be the next Rock and he's struggling to, to not... Well, I think he was th- maybe a movies before. I that. think it's always kind of that way where a lot of wrestlers over time have branched out of wrestling. Uh. It's just unfortunate that The Rock has always been an entertainer. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's hit the stratosphere. I think yeah. I'm right in saying that The Rock's... Because even Triple He's the only one that's really made it. Yeah, I think you're forgetting Hulk Hogan. And also... I don't think Hulk Hogan is renowned for his acting or his movies. Have you seen, <laughs> um, was it, Suburban Commando? I've seen Suburban <laughs> Commando, <laughs> yes. yes. That fella that's in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Batista? Yes. Dave, or Dave Batista, let's give him his problem. Dave Batista's in the wrestling. Are we going to say he's... He's the, never going to break out of the role of Drax, whereas The Rock is... Yeah. A much more relatable. He can play more than just muscle. <laughs> we have issues with the Rock. I have issues with the Rock. We'll talk about him later on. We'll talk about Jumanji like in a couple of weeks' time. I've, yes. I've, also, way. just quickly on that note, have you seen the trailer for Rampage? No, yes. I have not. Oh uh, my god! Don't watch the trailer. It looks awful. Anyway, back to Daddy. Sorry, my only problem with uh, Johnson is because I I love him. Right. But my only problem is he's overused. I mean, like, it's ridiculous. It's just like a movie game getting pumped out to the audience, like, every, like, six to six months to, like, a year max. You've got I think his biggest role to date, correct me if I'm wrong, is the Marine, which I don't think was received. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was directed DVD pretty much. He's more, he found a niche after, I think, Knocked Up, not Knocked Up, uh, the one with, um, the one about the train wreck. Yeah. He's in that as a, as a sort of muscle-bound boyfriend. Is this he's a found niche, that comedy thing. Is that a niche for him, but to play the I'm too dumb to know what I'm doing? Kind Do of that. that is like a way in, though? That's I think it like, could be, but then you, eventually you've got to branch out from that in some way. You can't just play that forever. It yeah. has become like the modern-day like action hero. There's not really much action. I think it? The Rock's a modern-day action hero. Yeah, I think The Rock. Yeah. In a fight, who would win The Rock or John Cena? In a, oh, no, not yeah. so much. In a, in a proper fight. Easily The Rock. Yeah. Have you seen him working out on Instagram yeah. recently? He is jacked. <laughs> anyway, 
back to Daddy's home too. Who doesn't like The Rock? Who, who doesn't? Yeah, I think Rock is a man who sometimes he films let down. But anyway, no, sorry, sorry, that's it. Sorry, sorry Richard. Topic. Back to Bad Bunny's Daddy's home. <laughs> the, rock, the Rock will do that. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, sorry. It is more of a series of skits than an actual movie itself. Okay. Yeah. It is what more do you think you get out? In the trailer, yeah. It's, it's, the yeah. American comedy right now is pretty much that. It's a series of skits that they're trying to almost ham-fist into a narrative. Yeah. And that's this is much the same. So the premise in this one is Gibson's the macho dad, Lift goes the... Um, Touchy-feely dad, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I laughed more than I should have at it. I yep. do admit, like, that's good. at that's least four times. I did laugh. That, that's good for a Christmas movie because there's a yeah. lot of fucking balls yeah. yeah. that comes out at this time. Of didn't want to laugh at it. I thought it was gonna be shit. And it, it, I mean, it is shit, but yeah. I did laugh yeah. more than I should have laughed at it. That's but. worth a ticket price. Have you laughed fucking once? I laughed. I counted at least five times. I laughed. Nice. I think it Jill when Jill. Jill was so. nearly. Jill was in stitches. Yeah. She Wonderful. had to pick her off the floor was, at one point. Was the, was the audience running about? Oh, I mean, if I hadn't laughed at it, I was I was the only person that I wasn't laughing. The cinema was in uproars about it. So obviously, no one's to pitch this audience at. Yeah. Um, but it's still it's still a terrible movie mostly. But yeah. there's enough giggles in it that'll keep you interested. Maybe at least on one watch. Yeah. Cool. So Good. would you sell it as your Christmas movie of the year so far? No, because there's a few things that I've not seen yet. Because um, so far. So well, only, I've only seen one Christmas film this year so far. Yeah, maybe by default yes, but it's only one I've seen so far this year. I'm real old in here, I'm a wee bit. Does one more one count in the middle last year? Yeah, if I watch one, just randomly. I did watch Trapped in Paradise in July. Did I count? No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and also I am delighted to see Mel Gibson back on the big screen and hopefully getting back into bigger roles as well. He seem, I think he's always going to be the prior. Unfortunately, he's I the one that yeah. you know. Well, we all that shit that's going on in Hollywood now. Mel Gibson looks like a fucking saint. Yeah, I mean, he's not <laughs> really, no. He seems to be the prior, but he has like, blood foul or stuff like that. He's been getting more and more, a bit more to do. So. And I think and almost, see him. they gave an Oscar nomination last year as well, which yeah, obviously is sort of a, um, a welcome I, I, back. Again, we're, we're not saying Mel Gibson's a nice person, but you know, he's, he's entertaining. Watch, on screen, not not in camera when he's filmed like oh, iPhones. Don't on screen, I mean, is there any more charismatic an actor that you would you lose yourself when you watch him? Those eyes. His eyes are like they're magnetic. But if you yeah. think, you can, not to delve too much into right now, where we'll do it another time. But think of a bad Mel Gibson performance. There really isn't a bad Mel Gibson performance. You watch Mel every time he's in something, he's always committed to what he's doing. Mm. Even in Expendables 3, which is a pretty awful film, he is by far the best thing in it. Yeah. And he is kicking ass in that film. Even in what's the one we saw, we saw Machete or something, he was in that. Machete yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Again, yeah. He's, again, he was, he was committed. You're going, I'm, I'm worth Mel Gibson. just to stay, yeah, he's a bad person. He's a bad person, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, like, full disclosure here on three years, we don't condone Mel Gibson. We don't condone Mel Gibson as a person, but as an actor, yes, yeah. he is. Great actor. Um, out of 10, six out of ten. Wow! I know. Oh, I was amazing over you half marks. I was I was utterly dreading to see this. So I don't want to see it. I didn't want to see it at all. I was going to see it purely for Jill, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I want to see it, and I think I to see it. And how would it be for kids? There's nothing. That's so, a, so I've got I've got two kids under the age of ten. I thought they kept somebody working about this, and I was saying there's actually nothing in this film of a sexual nature. Yeah. Okay. There's because I think the first one had a few. Maybe risky jokes. Yeah. There's no bad language in it from what I saw yeah. as well. But that's the that's thing, but it's actually. It's, it's, it's a family family. It is actually a family. There's actually nothing in it that I thought was like that can be shown to chill, which yeah. I thought was interesting. I think that's also the gap on when, like, if you've got kids and they start getting to an age where they're in between uh-huh. age brackets, you're sitting there going, like, is this. Is it's that what you're saying? Is it dad? Can I watch Evil Dead and let's sign your five? No. Stick it on, son, I reckon I'll teach you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Bruce Campbell. 
What's that? What's that? I seen the trailer and I've kind of forgot what it was, but it's an all-female cast and it's like a Christmas movie. Bad Moms. Bad Moms Christmas. I've seen and I enjoyed it immensely. That's not for kids though. No. It's not. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Fuck, it's barely for adults. Sorry, the movie that I'm talking about is Pitch Perfect. Okay, okay. I seen it last night at Justice League and I'm sitting there like... I'm looking forward to that a lot because I really enjoyed Pitch Perfect 1 and 2. And 3, I am looking forward to it. I think I've made a lot of money. People are well involved. Right, so what else did you Next on to um, Ingrid, Ingrid Goes West. Which Colin is desperate to see. Directed by Matt Spicer. Who directed... Nothing Just Shots, his first debut film. Was it? Yeah. Aww. The plot of this film is um, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey who Plaza. we all love yeah. from Parks and Rec. Um, I know who you film you like her from. She she was in Mike and Dave Need Wendy's and... A bad uh, film, but she's awesome in it. She, she's amazing in it, and um, Life After Beth as well. Yes, as well. And <laughs> Bad Grandpa, she was in that as well. Was she? The one with Zach Efron? I know the film, yeah. Yeah, she was in that as well. Only remember that one. Yeah. Anyway. Anything she's in. She's, she's the best thing in it, yeah, yeah, by far. She's really good. Um, she plays basically as a, psych- a psychopath, essentially. Which suits her. It does suit her well, especially when you watch something like Parts and Rec. She's, yeah. like she's a functioning psychopath in that film. Um, who basically latches onto a random person who in some way likes her in terms of like maybe likes something on it. Basically usually by social media likes so her. some Instagram or Instagram or Twitter or yeah. Facebook and then from that she basically gets really attached to them. The start of the film is her throwing no, spraying pepper spray at a bride who didn't invite her to her wedding. Then she gets put in a mental home. She breaks out of red bike, she can let loose in a mental home. She then a mum has that passed away. She's given money by her mum, so she decides to go west. To follow a new obsession played by Elizabeth Olsen, who's sort of like this Instagram celebrity, doesn't really do anything other than be very pretty and look amazing in her world. And she basically tries to get herself involved in her oh, world. world okay. um, and from that, the story goes on from there, and her sort of obsession with her and how that obsession continues to develop. Um, so you get all the players, like I said, Elizabeth Olsen's in it as well. Which one's Elizabeth Olsen? She's Scarlet Witch? Yes. Is she? Scarlet Witch. Oh right, there's so many Olsen's at the Jimmy Olsen. Is he, yeah. one, is he related to that? Yeah. Fucking um, Aubrey Plaza is renting a, a flat in LA from O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is Ice Cube's, Ice Cube's son. son. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've also got in the film Wyatt Russell. Who's White Russell? White, Kurt Russell's son. Oh, White Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell's son. Okay, yeah. now, now he, you make it so obvious a fucking note. He plays a lot of Olsen's like, husband in the film. He's he a was, handsome boy. He's a very handsome yeah, boy, yeah. Not, handsome. I'm beginning to think he's not a great actor, though. But does it matter because he's so handsome? Yeah, but you need to have some kind of acting chops to back that up. Kyle Eastwood's handsome, he can't act either. Who? Kyle Eastwood. He can't act, actually, and no. Scott as well. Scott can act, yeah. Yeah, but the uh, boys. He was a guy called Billy Magnuson, who I don't really recognise him much, but he's one of the stars of the film. I really liked him in the film. Uh, he plays the brother of Elizabeth Olsen. And he sort of is the only person in the whole film that is genuinely, he's a dickhead, but he's genuinely an honest dickhead. And he sees Plaza for what she is. Is it a film full of unlikely characters? This is the problem. This is the film. No one in this film is redeemable. Right. They're all awful people. Right. Plaza does does really well. She fucking does. O'Shea Jackson, although he is generally in some way the heart of the film at some point, he is sort of like the good guy in the film, he's still an arsehole at most points. Right. Um, You've also got Elizabeth Olsen, is just one of those, like, the vain pseudo celebrity. You know, who only believes in like you know how she looks and mm. making things look good on Instagram. You know, everything's a pout or a fish. Right? Yes, that's what Instagram is. That's what Instagram is. You've got to get the angles. Got to get in there. Um, they're all very good at their roles. They all play their roles perfectly. You know, there's nothing wrong with them at all. Only problem I've got with it is the ending of the film, which I'm not going to spoil for you because the ending of the film makes light of something that's quite, well, not quite, it's exceptionally serious, and I feel it treats it in a very Offhand way. Do you need to tell me? I need to know. 
I'll tell you what it is. Just, just see what the event is. Don't, don't no, I can't get rid of the film. All fair. All fair, yeah. So the NA film, something that has touched my world in the periphery. Mm. You may know what I'm talking about now. Mm. No. All fair. All fair, right. But I know the harm it does to the world and what to people in the world. Mm. Um, and to see it treated in such a very casual way yeah. and the effect it has on her. To me, weakened the film, and I felt they could have dealt with it in a better way. Okay. Okay. Other than that, really enjoyable, very funny at times. She is fantastic, Aubrey Plaza. Um, it is very much a sort of a faux indie, you know, it's put out by a studio, but you can tell they're trying to get that indie spirit and every indie cred. I take it is really quickly because there's a lot of sharp. There's a lot of quippiness, but it's more. Biting quips there. I wouldn't say more, but it's more the, it's the idiocy, or not idiocy, it's sort of the way the character has to, like, sort of, she's constantly trying to cover up for herself. You know, and how she's trying to get herself involved in the ocean world. Mm-hmm. But she's always basically saying yes to everything. Mm-hmm. And that leads to all the problems of like, you know, ocean needs a truck. Well, I've got a truck. Right. Just okay. have a truck. You're going to go get a truck right. now. Yeah. You know, I've, I know this. I know this. And, you know, oh, it leaves everything about it. So yeah. I'll try to do it. So it's a, it's a really enjoyable film. I don't think it's done that well, unfortunately. I think it's pretty much getting pulled very early. No. Um, and I, down the directorial experience? No, I don't think, I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think it's a film that maybe can't people's imagination as much as it maybe should have done. Um, there was no real marketing for it. I there wasn't. I think I maybe seen one trailer. trailer. The fact that I can't remember I have or not probably suggests that you know, maybe I haven't. Um, but that, that probably not a good sign yeah. there's no marketing. Um, yeah, um, but no, I think it's. I really enjoyed it. I give it a seven out of ten. Seven. So seven's a, seven's solid. I would watch a seven. 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 Oh, seven yeah. yeah. So I, I enjoyed it. Maybe only a one-time watch. Yeah. And it's one of the films you know it's gonna be on Netflix in about five months time. Is this gonna be better on small TV than it is on? Big it's probably one of those films you maybe watch when you're lying at home. <laughs> small TV. Small TV. Um, <laughs> it's probably one of the films you probably will watch at home more and enjoy it more at home than mm-hmm. in the cinema. I mean, if you get if you find a place to go and see it this week, then by all means go and see it. But I don't think we'll find somewhere. I think it's on at like ten in the morning now. Right. It does say a lot. I went and seen it on Saturday afternoon. Like Challenge one, accepted, sir. Saturday yeah. one. I went to see Saturday one o'clock. I was one of five people in the cinema watching it. Talking audience. There's five people in the fitness cinema watching it. I know Justly came out that day, so that's why. But as well, but phone levels that pump out their own movie podcast. Probably yeah. Um, so it's been released at a bad time as well. It's up against you know Thor's still out. Yeah, yeah just Lee's still out. Just now. The shit. Mm-hmm. Harrison's still out, obviously, which you know people see goes possibly yeah. Um, so people are going to see that instead. <laughs> you know, you seen it yet? Not yet. Oh, I go see Paddington. Hey, Paddington, it's fucking beautiful. It really brought me the person, honestly. Let's not. Let's just know what's going to happen. I was saying, I listened to a podcast about Paddington. And I started crying after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's how brutal Paddington is. I don't even initiate No, no. no. <laughs> like, literally, I've listened to it before Ingrid Goes West was on, because I've yeah. been for the film to start. And they started talking about Paddington. It's the Empire podcast, also, the Empire yeah. podcast, really good. And they've done a, done a Paddington spoiler special. I was in tears listening to it. Like, it's just because. Four words, Paddington. You may remember. Yeah, take Paddington's Day, Yeah, It's amazing. That can be her token watch, because I dragged up the Justice League for this. You'll love it anyway, regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even like the I don't know what advert he's slagging him, but I like the wee Christmas advert. Test one, he's not. Test one, that's something he's doing. M and S, he's doing M and S. Yeah, it's on that level. It's like, oh my god, it's fucking adorable. Anyway, right, seven out of ten for for Audrey. Angry goes west. Not Audrey. Sorry, Audrey. But Aubrey goes west. Aubrey is basically. She plays. I think. See what I've done there. I've made the character. The film we talked about last week, which I think you probably because you haven't seen it yet. The last one I saw this week was Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. Which I'm going to go and see tomorrow. Well, so I won't I've got it booked in. I'm sitting on a regular seats and I will be there. Nice one. Directed by a guy called Paul McGuigan. 
Um, he directed a film called Lucky Number no. Eleven. I've, oh, never, yes, seen, I've yeah. never seen yeah. Lucky Number no. Eleven. Is it good? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's a decent film. Yeah. Decent, decent kind of uh, action ben movie. Kingsley. Kingsley, I think is well. Decent, very good cast. Very good British cast. A lot yeah. of people want it. Um, also, a film called Push. Mm. A sci-fi film. This, this, is, this film's a big departure. It seems like a different. Sounds thing. like yeah. Yes. This film's all about um, the Hollywood starlet from the forties. I want to say. 50s Gloria Graham who um, basically after she was hit it big sort of as like the girl who can't say no sort of, we talked about it last week sort of like she's like the hussy or the, the kind of yeah. easy girl in the film yeah. she won an Oscar for oh, was it Oklahoma no, no it wasn't was Oklahoma what she won an Oscar for uh, good girls are mean girls, girls can't say no something like that anyway she won an Oscar and after that she struggled to get a career she never really made it bigger than that um, which was odd so she ended up working in stages in like sort of Britain, like working in like sort of Liverpool and Manchester and London and stuff like that. Just really never made it. What, much. She was in her fifties, forties. Fifties, I think she was yeah. in fifties or sixties. She was in at that yeah. point. Yeah. Meanwhile, while she's in Britain, she falls in love with a guy who was a young actor, um, who's I can't remember right now, but played in this film by Jimmy Bell, who is at least thirty years younger than her. Yeah. So the film itself is taking up the point. She is now ill, and she wants to go back to see him and go back to Liverpool. And basically stays in the house of his mother and father while she's dying and from that you'll see flashback of them meeting and how the relationship builds and how and who they are you see her Does life. Delve into her Hollywood character, like making movies in the 40s and 50s, or does it not pick so much up from here we are now moving forward? It picks it up, she don't it picks it up from her living in London and meeting Jamie Bell's character. And hmm. um, we should say Greg Lloyd was played by Annette Benning, played really well by Annette Benning. Annette Benning. Yes. Um, so it picks it up from that and then it jumps back and forth in time from her dying like maybe eight or nine years maybe nine like four or five years later to also stuff when they are together, together and mm-hmm. sort of enjoying life when there is sort of that weird age gap between them so last week um, Lorraine had said about her insecurities about her kind of lips and stuff yeah. like that does that no this is the thing Annette Benning so it takes away the kind of pop culture of her almost and folks hears the person not Benning doesn't look like her at all, right? Yeah. Which is fine, but she gets a she gets a spirit of her. Yeah. Which I, I, she gets that sort of yeah. she there's a line when she's walking down and everything a picture of her and she and she starts talking to this guy and Jimmy Bell goes that guy wants to fuck you and she comes and goes everyone wants to fuck me in here tonight you know so it's like she knows who she is and she knows what her, what her style is and what her character is and who she's perceived as in the world. And you see, and so um, uh, um, so that's two. I mean, you've got Annette Benning and Jamie Bell, two big names. Julie Waters plays Jamie Bell's mum, which is really good. Another big name, which is Belair. Revisited, of course. Is she, is she in Belair? Is she? She wasn't Belair. I don't know she that. She was the ballet teacher. I don't think I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen Belair. Have you not? No, I don't think I have. Great film, you should. I don't know if I know all of it. I know the story. Of course, because it's. I think I've seen the start of it. Just done something else. Who else is in it apart from us? Stephen Graham. Who is he? You'll know him from everything. Okay, quite nothing. One of those faces. Yes. Yeah, one of those guys. You know me. You got. I know that guy. He's in tons of stuff. Right. I like him as an actor. Really good actor. He played. um have you ever seen Bullock Empire? Yes, no. He plays Al Capone. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the wee stumpy guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, in This Is England. Which uh, one? He, the main guy? He plays the guy that ends With up... With a kind of water, I believe it. No, he plays the guy that ends up beating up Milky 
in this in the TV show. I've not seen it. Maybe yeah. a very good actor. Yeah, I'm yeah. An excellent actor. Just a classic British actor that you always see him in. Yeah. And he can plays more kind of hard man kind of yeah. roles. Never see him in anything bad. Never see him playing. He might be in a couple of dodgy films, but he's never bad in the film. He's, he's, he's in the Pirates of the Caribbean film as well. Oh, okay. He plays Grum or something in Pirates of the Caribbean. Sort of like the sort of like the, the idiots. He's also in Taboo as well. I think. Yeah, he's in yeah. the top of that. So he's a very good actor. Anyway, yeah. he plays the brother of. Um, he's just one of those Jimmy guys. Bell. Just he's in a lot of things, but he, I don't know. He's always just like a mid-tier actor, actor but a good actor. Yeah. Anyway, so he plays Jerry Bell. He's, he's a good. Some really good scenes come from them too. And okay. um, itself, great performance from the cast. Like the cast is. It's a good cast, you're not going to get yeah. a shit cast from that. A good bad performance from that, so they're all very, very good. Um, for about two thirds of the film, it's really strong and I really enjoyed it. Oh, what the happens? final third gets very melodramatic mm. and it turns a little bit soapy yeah. and you kinda, I kind of lost interest, I won't lie at is that it, point. Is it a British or American production? I think it's British. Clearly they're struggling for budget because there's a few shots where you can tell that's a green screen. Mm. They're standing in a balcony somewhere like in a Pinewood studio and they put a green screen and go, right, you're actually in New York and it's like, nah, it's not mm-hmm. New York, yeah, you're not New York. It's in the trailer as well, but you watch it and you go, that's definitely a backdrop. It's not, they're not went to, they've, not, they've not went to New York to shoot that. You know, the bit in Central Park, you go, that could be a park in Scarborough. Yeah. You know, it's like, it does, there's nothing that makes it, so it does look, you can tell they've been, they've been curtailed by budget. Which is ironic because when people are filming Central Park, they generally, the film particular bits uh, that are very iconic. This is Central Park, yeah. yeah. You know where this is. The establishing shot of Central Park essentially is like almost like a stock shot. Yeah. You know, you've probably seen like 10 different films or 10 different TV shows, so it's all there. Um, but yeah, so. Two thirds of the film, really enjoyable. Did it have feels in it? Oh, totally, yeah, because yeah. she, because she's always a struggle with it. She's a struggle with like she's older than him. She's struggling with the idea that she's lost him. She in the film, in all films, she was always a good-looking one. Mm. She's always a hottie, and then in life she's going to be the she's going to be the old one. She's yeah, yeah. she's very short age. Mm. And she's struggling with that. Down to just a slight detail, because um, we were talking about the salad, which I'm going but I, I was saying, I think Jamie Bell's becoming a really accomplished Absolutely, actor. yeah. Um, he obviously started out as Billy Elliot, and mm. you know, he's kind of progressed very, he's been in a few things, um, the horror films with Andy Serkis and stuff like that. Death Watch. To, yeah, Death Watch. He's like the Eagle as well with Channing Tatum. Eagle, stuff like that. And I just see him becoming this amazing, I, I think Oscar, eventually. Yeah. Um, no, listen, listening to his, um, his interviews, he seems a guy who very much loves his craft. Yeah. Everything he does, he does for a reason. He wants to try and learn something and do something with it. Um, yep. He obviously tried to go big recently with um, Fantastic Four. Mm. Right, yeah. Didn't work out for him, obviously, for reasons. Not, not, um, not him. He was the best. Yeah. He was very good at the thing. Yeah. Um, he was. It's the weakest link in Marvel's chain. They just cannot nail a Fantastic Four movie. No, they something. can't. It's more Fox. Can't yeah, nail it. Fox. They want it. Once Marvel buy it, which apparently we're trying to get it. Right, yeah. Anyway, he is a very good actor, very strong, very solid actor, and I think he is one of the guys. You see him, he can do. British, he can do he's a King Kong, he do American, Germany. Tintin as well. Anything, yeah, yeah. He just he can turn his hand. I like to see a film with him at some point with him and Radcliffe. Mm, that would yeah, be a that'd be a good They can play brothers or like, I don't know, play something. I think I feel they work really well off each other. Both, both really good actors and they're kind of marred by one particular performance, Billy like Harry Potter, and they're trying to kind of break away from that. And I think, but I think Jamie Bell Moore is kind of doing it and I think it's the same for Radcliffe because he's still Harry Potter which is fucking hard. He's not because I think Radcliffe has moved away from it now oh, he's doing really, in, yeah. really interesting stuff. Yeah, he's done like a lot of kind of like uh, really low budget more of like oh, he roles. Uh-huh. I want this show because you know it's not fucking Harry Potter I can act and here's I the think that, but that's the problem as well when you've got like child actors that are in a big 
long franchise. You see them growing into adults by the end of it, and then it's yeah. In fact, you know what? It's like any actor or actress that's tied into a big franchise. It's trying to fucking shoehorn yourself away from that, so folk can see you. You think like the X Files? For example, I love Gillian Anderson. You don't want to watch her and not think Scully. Yeah. You know, it's like anybody. I mean, as opposed to good examples, which really sad is Scully. She's done a few films. Done a lot of good stuff actually. Um, Yeah, just. Always going to be scully. If I was watching an advert on TV, right, and Daniel Radcliffe was that, I wouldn't say my kids come and see Daniel Radcliffe, I would say... Come see Harry Potter. Come and see Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. So I'm as guilty as anyone, yeah. and I cannot understand the mechanics of it, and he wouldn't be where he is but, now without that, yeah. but equally, so much more than that part. Something there. like Billy Elliot for Bell or Harry Potter for Radcliffe, the success of that gives them so much freedom now mm, to, do, to do what they want to do. Because like, if you're yeah, a job, pick and choose, yeah. pick and choose. You've got you've got financial security with what you've done in this big film. Yeah. You've got the awards and all the money. No, so I'll roll in for that, and I'll continue to roll in for God knows oh. how long. So I, you can then pick a film that you're only going to pay you scale wages. Yeah. You're not always looking for that next big massive hit. Because if it, if that comes along, great. Like you said, with the fella that uh, played Billy Elliot, he's wanting to do stuff that like teaches them something mm. new about yeah. the craft. And yeah. I think it's it the same with Radcliffe. He's got that vibe about him that he's wanting to do stuff now that's teaching him something, uh-huh. making him a better every, character. Every film he does, he seems to gain something I from think it. Even something smells like Victor Frankenstein, you can see Radcliffe's out there and he's like, you know, I'm going to take this role and fucking. I didn't like that film that much, but I liked him in the role. And I like, exactly. actually did like both. Act- I think yeah, I like both characters in the yeah, film. He didn't like the way the film was put together. You know, he really went for it. And uh-huh. he, gave, he gave that character more than it. I know that for real. Ah, and we saw recently stuff like Radcliffe, for example, we saw him recently that one he plays, we see the one he plays in Nazi. No. He's undercover, uh, playing an undercover cop playing a Nazi. No, is it good? Very, it's called Imperium, I think it's called. Right, I know. Very good, you, very yeah. dark, very nasty. Then one now called The Jungle, which I think, it didn't get much of a release over here, but it's probably mm. out on DVD quite soon. Yeah. Apparently fantastic in that, it's almost like a kind of silence type thing, but again, playing a real I think both interesting these, role. Both these ex-child actors, Oscar one was one day, I'm oh, going to bet, it's going to bet on one, who do you bet on? I'd probably bet Bell. You bet on Bell? Yeah. What are you, Barry? I'm going to say Radcliffe, just because he's a, he's the fun, he's like the kind of bigger name, you know. I think he'll get there first. I'm going to be on Radcliffe as well. So? I think he deserved the Rush nomination for Swiss Army Man. Because that, that was a film that... That was the most normal performance performance ever. Why don't so they want to hand out Oscars for things like a Harry Potter and stuff like that? It almost seems like these kind of genres get overlooked. Like, sorry, the there, franchises get over. There is snobbery. There's definitely snobbery. There's I mean, there a yeah, thing yeah. on Twitter recently of you can think, let's think of a couple of performances this year that will not get acknowledged by the Oscars, mm. but you know the great performances. The ones you can think of, I would say, are McAvoy and Split. Yep. It's not. It's a film. It's a good film. It's a phenomenal it's performance. The type of film that's never going to yeah. pick up Oscar noise because it's a fucking short horror film. Ah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Look at something like Logan. Mm. Patrick Stewart deserves a, a best actor, a best oh, supporting oh, actor. Jackman. Jackman as well, but particularly yeah. I think you could probably give Stewart a best yeah, supporting actor, but he's not going to get one Tom, because of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, look at something like have you seen Free Fire? No. no. Shia Cole played phenomenal in that film. He's not going to get touched for an Oscar. Yeah. Because it's not doesn't fill in the. The, the, it's almost the, in, it's in, yeah, it doesn't tick the boxes they want to do it. It's funny, they, they avoid, all, tangerine, tangerine. They avoid oh, all these yeah, comic book movies, but ironically enough, this is the thing that's getting people to part their yeah. fucking yeah. asses on seats. This year, you might, I think, if anyone's going to get one, it could possibly be Stuart for Logan because I think this year is quite a weak year almost. And it feels a shame to say that. I still don't think he will. I don't think he, I don't think he will. He deserves it, but he won't. Nah, he won't. I don't think he will, unfortunately, <laughs> but I think he deserves it. But. Mm. Yeah, um, this year it could it could possibly get it because it 
it's nothing's really set him apart this year. Mm. You're not hearing anything big so far of like, oh, this is a film that's going to be the Oscar, yeah. like the the the, the, the show on, like the, the sort of knock on Oscar favourite. It's a shame yet. because it, it's usually the other Romy, the one who I really like, um, Alfred and Batman, Jeremy yeah. Irons. Jeremy Irons is. I mean, you're getting heavyweight actors now drawn over to Marvel films and yeah. DC films, and it's like, well, come on, give it the recognition. Oscars don't be fucking scared to say this yeah. film. Or this performance yeah. in that film was Oscar. Yeah, but like one of the, probably one of the best ones this year is Wonder Woman. Why is he not going to get an Oscar nomination? It should do. Oh, oh, but it should because yeah. it's a phenomenally good film. And it's it is a, a film that changed people's perception of things. Yes. People, and it made a massive like cultural impact on people. Yeah. But it's not going to get any Nothing recognition because yeah. they're going to go with something that's sort of one of the you know something like for example Breathe. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. It's a fine film. It's well, a solid film. Here's Colin being a cunt. Maybe now that Weinstein's out of the picture, that will change. No, because yeah, Weinstein was good at what he did, but still, Oscar still got its. Do you think? Do you think it's too embedded in the culture? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. all people know, if you can play someone with a disease, mm. or play somebody who's you know overcoming something, that's going to get you something more. Well, you always get those movies. movies. That's what I'm saying. Breathe is a totally fine film. Nothing wrong with it. But it's ticking. It's, it's a box ticker. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like, will get a note well, somewhere. Somewhere for screen You always get. You always get those movies that are made purely almost uh-huh. to try and scoop an Oscar. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be every year yeah. you get, doesn't it? I'm Jimmy, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah. And this film, it films just bring it back to bring it back round. Bring it back, back round. Films don't die in Liverpool. Does have that feel of that, that is something they're trying to go for? I don't think you're going to get anything, unfortunately. Um, but you can see why they're mm-hmm. trying for it. Benny's a big name, though. Benny was in something recently um, last year called 20th Century Women, which right. I don't know if you saw, which is like no. a great movie. I really enjoyed it immensely. But it was one of those independent films that needed to get Oscar buzz in order to give it a good sort of cinema release. It didn't get the Oscar buzz, and because of that, it sort of died in its arse. But I thought it was a crackingly good film. Mm. I think Benny's name alone would draw Oscar attention. This film, but, this film will draw money because I think there's enough. I mean, look, like I said, I went to see this film on uh, like fact last night, Monday night, mm. uh, and it was pretty busy. Again, a lot of the audience were a bit older than myself. I remembered, you know, Gloria Graham from I'm back in the day. I'm the oldest fucking person here. Right? I think you might be one of the younger people. Yeah. I mean, I was good. I was youngest by a good 10, yeah. 15 years. Yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah. Um, people who are who remember the Gloria Graham the first time round and they sort of want to see her and that's that's the best it's got. It's got that markability towards that audience. Out of ten, sir? Six. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go and see it. I will I will throw in my, my ten cents for next week yes. after I've seen it, um post movie uh, and let you know what I think. Um Which is good know. because next week is a shockingly quiet week. What have we got out next week, Richard? Next week we've got Battle of the Sexes. Which is Billy Jean King. King versus someone else. Um, Billy Riggs. It looks really fucking... The trailer sells it. Sells it a good film. It is really, you know, just gag a minute film. Yes. Well, it is or not. Because there's, there's a bigger, there's a serious issue underlying the comedy. Absolutely. Let's hope it doesn't get swamped up by, ah, this is a funny film. It's directed by the people who done uh, Lot of Sunshine. Okay. So good start. Good start. Which is fucking dark. Basically a good yeah. start, yeah, which yeah. I'm, I'm all for. Uh, I, hope, I was actually going to go probably go and see it last night. On the back yeah, but yes. unfortunately. Richard's got so fucking listeners. Um, Richard's got a, a flu just now. He has. She calls it Ebola. Richard, <laughs> Richard's logic. Rick, tell me your logic. Well, you got, and the more people I infect with this, the less it gets to me. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah so it, it, thank you, Barry. Every every person I infect, I, it could knock off me by five percent. Patient zero. Richard <laughs> yeah. quite clearly does not understand the immune system or fucking illness in any <laughs> fucking way whatsoever. That's related yeah. to anyone else but Richard. Thanks for giving me a call, You're Richard. Great. Me and Barry will be taking sick days next week. Thanks to you. I was quite happy sitting in my wee incubator <laughs> yeah. in the truck. Yeah, no, you're going to die. Um, so um, also, next we've got Suburbicon. Oh, it looks good. Throw me a line. 
Honestly, it's I've Matt not Damon. seen anything for it. No, no, that's... Uh, no, it's Matt Damon. Inside. Oh, no, Matt Damon okay. as well. Oh, sorry, oh, he's, in, he's, in, he's, in, he's in two films, yeah. Matt Damon, you little prick. Do you know what you think Cooney? Which intrigues. The yeah. thing that puts me off the film... It is. It's from a Combrals script. Okay. Right, okay. Combrals, some of the best writers in Hollywood, there's no doubt in that. So they've got a throwaway script that someone's picked up. That's the problem. They don't, that, uh, and they don't think it's strong enough themselves. Matt Damon's wife dies, he possibly murders her. Matt Damon's sister, um, the wife's sister comes to stay. Matt Damon's probably having an affair with her. It all unfolds from that. I think that's basically what I've got from the trailer. From the trailer, it looks like it kind of ramps up and it goes violent. Yes, it quickly. does. Is it film noir? It kind of is film yeah, noir, yeah. It's got that kind of 1950s kind of yeah. It could, be, it could almost be and, yeah. Barton Fink to, to many degrees. That film, so when does Damon ever disappoint? Is the next he does disappoint. This, but the mm-hmm. middle issue is the, the Combrows do not tend to give away their Express. best work. Yes. They tend to keep their work they think they can do something with yes. and what they give away is usually lesser. But it depends who rewrites it or who they no, give it does. to and what they do. No, I agree. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you. And they yeah. like Clooney, they like Heslov, who's directed before writing as well. So I have more hope for this one than I do for, say, other ones that they've given away. But that is not only... People will always say, oh, Cobra's wrote the script. Yes, they wrote the script. <laughs> but usually they don't give away their best material. They know their own scripts. They can work with They know how to film their own scripts yeah. make it more interesting. That other Matt Damon movie that's coming Downsized. 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 It looks like almost like a Black Mirror episode. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm very intrigued about how they could spin it out into a full-length movie. Somebody Alexander Payne, who's a very good director and very good writer, so I'm intrigued by that one. Yeah. But that's out in a couple of weeks' time. We also have out if maybe possibly get to as an advanced preview is Disaster Artist. Oh, which is James Franco. James, Dave, James and Dave Franco. Dave Dave Franco but never was great at the one time, you know why? Because they're the same person. They're not yeah. the same person. <laughs> let it go. Um, but Dave, basically, Dave, Dave's cute. It's all about the filming of the film The Room. The Room. Oh, yeah. yes. So yes. it looks, yeah. looks very messed up. Um, I've seen the trailer for it with the take, 57 take, and, and it was... Yeah, <laughs> it looks funny. Funny as hell. It looks yeah. really good. So I'm, I'm trying to see that hopefully Monday, but so maybe not. So when's that previews on Monday? Monday's preview. Unlimited. Unlimited screening, yeah, on Monday. I'm not about promoting the world. No, but all does. My anymore. only problem is that the, uh, the room, the actual room movie itself has became this kind of like joke. It's a cult film. It's a cult film. Yeah, the, the opera's of it became something more. The problem is we're almost celebrating shit work now yeah. because like people will show it. Like down in London, yeah. I was listening to a gaming podcast and the woman on it was going to a, a showing of it at like some like quite high end like theatre and I'm like and they're all singing and dancing and having a good laugh with but I'm still sitting there going yeah but we're celebrating shit one yeah, you, you do need so bad it's good because yeah. otherwise where are you going to punch for so, I mean, it's, it's, like, uh, it's like people who celebrate like Plan 9 from Outer Space yeah. you know the, the, the Edward film you know people you can celebrate a bad film in, in a certain way you know that it's all, you're almost you go beyond mocking yeah. but I'm with you on this. I've seen the room. I think it's an awful film. I don't see any camp kitsch to it whatsoever. I think it's just a shit it awful was film. It's done with every ounce of seriousness uh-huh. without the self realisation of this. Yeah, I think it's only in retrospect. I can, I can watch something more like, say, like Striptease. Yeah. With more comedy now, when you watch it back, you go, that's. Or Showgirls, for example. Yeah. You watch it a comedy, it's quite funny. But it wasn't made that way, you know, and it's something it's, it, it, yeah. you it. By any chance is the room on any of the streaming services because I don't want to rent it on Amazon. <laughs> I don't think so. We, 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 don't, we wouldn't condone that, but yeah, I could probably, I'll tell you about it later. Yeah, I'll download it. But, um, so I think that's us. For the week. Wrapping yeah, it up for, for this week. Um, just one more time, just to prostitute ourselves. We're going to be like pretty half cut with us, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
concerned you would drink if it's called shipwreck I'm just fucking saying the clues in the name that's what you're drinking as you are yeah <laughs> you commit that Italian um, class so one, one last fucking plea for myself myself these you fuckers um, three beers in the movie that's the number three beers in the movie we're on Instagram we're on Gmail we're on Facebook we're on we're on fucking every social media somebody throws a line let us know what you think um, talk to us give us your thoughts feelings um, you've been listening to Richard Lerp, Barry Neal, Colin McKay, and this has been 